I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hi, welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Kate. This is the smart-ass podcast. That's what the word's happening here. Uh, this know, is Mike. if you can take it, don't dish it out. Oh, I can take uh-huh. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So this yeah. is a very different kind of episode than we've ever done before. We're really happy you're here. If you're new to the Kate and Mike show, welcome. And our podcast is about unconventional life and business. And so we thought we'd do something unconventional, which is have six different experts, guests, people that we look to for inspiration, friends of ours, teachers, leaders, come on and tell us what their perspective is on this global moment in history and how they're thinking about it from a business perspective, from a spiritual perspective, from a mindset perspective. And these people run the gamut. We did not tell them what to say. So Mike and I just listened through and it was fascinating to hear the wisdom and all the different perspectives on this moment. Now, all of these messages are incredibly positive. Some are strategic and tactical. Some are really more spiritual and inspirational. You're going to walk away from this episode with a lot of insight. And our goal is for you to feel better when you end the episode. I think it would be really hard not to feel better after listening to these six people. And hopefully even possibly there's a part of you that might even find a glimmer of excitement. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited. Me too. I know. Just a glimmer. Not much more, but just a, no, I'm just Or a whole freaking jar of glitter. I mean, it could be a, what, you you know. Yeah. I'm looking at a brand archetype chart in front of us because that's what's been on my computer and Skittles is there. So maybe it's a whole rainbow. Maybe it's a whole rainbow of inspiration. Mm -hmm. So our speakers, we're going to come back in between each one and introduce them. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll introduce the first one with this intro Mm -hmm. and then we'll come back after they talk and then introduce the speakers from Mm -hmm. this point to the out. So our first guest is Patrice. Is that we're going in right now? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to say something else? No. I think we could go right in. Yeah. So then, yes, I'm going to go right in. I didn't in. know if there was any life updates we wanted to give before we dive in here. I don't think so. I don't no, think no. so either. These people, ha- these, we are giving our space to these beautiful people this week. Less of us, more of them. And okay. listen, if you miss us, we'll be back <laughs> next week from our basement in quarantine reporting live. Okay. Yeah. So our first guest is Patrice Washington. Patrice and I met when she came to my Do Less book launch event last year in Los Angeles. And I just was blown away. First of all, she's like the most beautiful smile in the world. And second of all, she is powerful. So Patrice has a podcast, which she'll tell you about. And she has a lot to say in this message about purpose. And I want you to listen in for what she has to say about purpose in this moment. And I also want you to listen in for the story that she tells about how she lost a seven-figure business in the 2008 recession and what happened after that and the wisdom you can glean from that for this moment. So take it away, Patrice. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from the Redefining Wealth podcast. And the way that I am navigating business in the midst of COVID-19 is to keep this thought in front of me at all times that yes, we are all in the same storm, but we are not all in the same boat. And that sentiment I heard from Pastor Stephen Furtick, and it really transitioned not just into how I thought about my faith, but how I thought about business. Because yes, there is someone battling this storm in a kayak, but there are also many people who are still on a cruise ship. And while I understand and respect that many people may feel lost or suffering or anxious or hurting right now, I have chosen to believe that many more 
will feel the same. Many more will perish if I don't do my part to stand and to serve to the best of my ability. And so I've been teaching my community to be as flexible as possible to allow for that. So whether that's being more liberal with payment plans or giving value over and above maybe what you would normally offer or just doing different things to add value to your community, then that's fine. But postponing education, postponing selling does not really serve people. It doesn't serve humanity. It doesn't serve our country, really, because by not offering anything, one, you do people a disservice who are hurting, who may be in pain and who need your service. They're not sleeping at night, not because of COVID-19, but because you hold the solution to their problem. And now you have pulled yourself from the marketplace. And how does that truly support? Right. So, no, I'm not going to postpone educating others because my purpose has not been postponed. I'm not going to stop teaching people how to be their authentic selves in the marketplace. I'm not going to stop teaching people how to command the stage, albeit a virtual stage. I'm not going to stop telling people that they can chase purpose, not money, especially in a time like this, because I find it irresponsible to have a solution and to not share it with others. Right. And so that's how I'm looking at business these days. I'm looking at business these days as a greater opportunity to serve. And I'm also looking at it from the perspective that, you know, I lost everything in the recession. I was went from a seven figure business to scraping up change. And my whole moniker as America's Money Maven was created in the midst of the Great Recession. And so I believe that this is another opportunity for people to really get clarity around what they've been called to do, for people to really have the pause in life that they need in order to truly pay attention to and pursue their purpose, to pursue that thing that has been on their heart for so long. I always loved financial education. I didn't have the compassion to pursue it until I lost everything and had my own journey and my own experience. So I'm also choosing just to pray that more and more people are awakened to the purpose that is in their life right now and that they get the time and the resources and the opportunity to just go all in on those things that they are called to do. And so I'm choosing to stay positive. I'm choosing to see this new normal as opportunity for us all to grow in some form or fashion, even when it doesn't feel good in the midst of it, to believe that it hasn't happened to us. It's happened for us for many different reasons. And that while it doesn't seem great now, a year from now, three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, many of us will be able to look back and say 2020 during COVID-19 is the time that I truly got to meet myself and experience a life-shifting, life-altering space and time that changed everything for me. And while it's tragic what has happened, I wouldn't be who I am today had it not been for that experience. So that's how I'm choosing to look at this. And I truly hope it's a blessing to someone. Next up, we have Rachel Rogers, the founder of Hello7. She is an intellectual property lawyer, and she helps women get to seven figures. She's also the host of the Million Dollar Badass podcast. So Rachel also has a pretty incredible recession story, like Patrice, and she has two really important sort of mindset shifts for you, mindset opportunities for you during this moment to be considering. And I really like how straight and to the point she was. Yeah. And she also built, did you say about the recession for her Uh business? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I I did. Anyway. I was talking for so long, I can see how (laughs) you lost track of what I was saying. There's a lot happening right now. So I was... I was well I was thinking about how we haven't there is a few speakers who did not introduce themselves so we're doing their introduction for introduction introductions for them so 
you'll hear that versus some we will not. So I, we didn't clarify that in the original intro and I wanted to make sure that that's yeah. Anyway, they'll hear it. They'll know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, you know, letting people know. <laughs> okay. Great. You know? Some people could be like taking care of their kids right now. And seriously, I know. Like, Wait, what a, just happened? There's a lot happening. And I think all of us have a more limited bandwidth than usual. Okay. So take it away, Rachel. I have been in business for a decade and when you're in business that long and if you have any desire to have staying power and have your business be around for at least 10 years or more, you are going to see economic downturns. You are going to have to exist during recessions. Things will shift in your industry. Changes will happen that will affect your ability to stay in business and you have to be somebody who is able to shift and get creative and keep the party going no matter what, all right? Your number one worry right now might be, hey, I don't have enough leads coming in. I don't have enough revenue right now to kind of get through these next few months and in the midst of this recession, okay? So that is probably one of your biggest concerns right now. The overall fear is that if I don't fix this revenue problem, if I'm not able to create consistent revenue, then I am not going to be able to keep these doors open and keep this business party going, right? And so that is the ultimate fear of literally every entrepreneur right now. And that doesn't matter if you have a $10 million business, if you can, if you have a billion dollar business, right? Or if you are, you know, operating a really small micro business, regardless of the size of your business right now, everyone is concerned about this recession and how to keep their revenue going. And probably what you want right now is to be in a place where you have a steady amount of leads, you have a steady amount of clients, you have a steady amount of revenue coming in and be in a place where you can actually thrive and take advantage of the opportunities that are presenting themselves during this recession rather than being in a place where your business is failing. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit about who I am and my story. So I actually started my business in 2010, right in the midst of a recession, right? I was actually just a recent law school graduate. I had just graduated from law school. I had a couple job opportunities available to me, but they weren't amazing, right? Like they weren't my dream job. And part of that was because of the recession. So there were all these law school graduates, like fresh lawyers ready to take on the world. And there were very few jobs available for us. And so there were a lot of lawyers that found themselves out of work. And so I had to be really strategic in how to get clients during that time. I was a brand new lawyer. I didn't have a ton of experience. I didn't have a book of clients, right? That was already ready and willing to pay for my services. I had to prove myself as a new attorney and it was a recession, right? There was all these reasons why I shouldn't have been able to make money. And yet in my first year, I was able to replace my salary from my last job. And within three years, I was making over $300,000. So it is absolutely possible. And so there was a lot about that business that really trained me. And I really felt like I had no choice, right? Because I was the breadwinner for my family. I had to make the money come in one way or another. And so one of my first tips for you is really just refuse to lose, refuse to accept that you can't make money right now, right? That is the mindset of people who won't make money right now. But if you are somebody who's like, I've got to find a way, I'm going to find a way, I'm going to find a way to match my skills and my abilities and the talent on my team, the tools that I've built over the years, like my systems, my processes, my IP, I'm going to find a way to take what I've got right now and turn it into something that can generate money right now in the economic climate that we find ourselves in right now. Okay. So there has to be a determination and a refusal to lose. Okay. So that is one of the things that you definitely want to know. Like I said, what I have done over the years is really build a business that is not a house of cards. Right. And I chose to build a really solid business from day one. And that means delegating significantly building a team, reinvesting in the business by building a team. And that was one of the first things I did, capitalizing on the intellectual property that I have so that my business isn't only dependent on me, right? So if that is really the difference between a really solid foundation business and one that doesn't have a solid foundation, okay? I really want you to think about an 80-20 rule, right? There's a lot of businesses out there who are going to struggle and who are going to have a hard time keeping their doors open during this economic recession, who have built a house of cards that doesn't really have a solid foundation. And then there's the other 20%. 
And those 20% have been always pushing their revenue forward. Even when they don't need the money, they keep growing because they know that building up a savings, right, is essential, right? Just to have that safety net. They know that they can have a bigger impact. So why not keep going, right? They also know that they need a team, that they need to take advantage of intellectual property, that they need to build a business that is sustainable. And so you have to decide what kind of business do you want to be? In this economy, all of these issues, our business issues, our personal mindset issues, our personal imposter syndrome, all that stuff is going to come to the surface in the midst of an economic crisis like this. And so it's up to you to decide, am I going to be like the bottom 80% that are not building elite, long-lasting businesses? Or am I going to be like that 20% that is going to build a business that is going to be around for decades and that is going to weather the storm and survive many recessions, right? Not just this one, but others in the future. And we're going to be just fine, right? And we're going to be able to continue to grow and take advantage of the opportunities that are presented by recessions rather than failing during this time. Well, hopefully you really enjoyed Rachel little segment there. Also the links for all of these individuals is located in the show notes of the podcast episode, as well as our uh, show notes on knorthrop.com forward slash podcast. So if you want to check out the each individual that's here. We also forgot that in the original intro. You want to talk about Gina? Yeah. So next we have Gina Gomez. She's a dear friend of ours. She is often referred to as the Olivia Pope of the personal development industry. And she's a business strategist and advisor working with some of the most well-known and well-respected professionals in the entertainment industry and public figures in the personal development industry. Gina... I just freaking love her. And she is really strategic and also to the point. So she gives you three elements that you need to be considering right now and three very practical action steps to take. And Mike mentioned that everyone's links are in the show notes. Gina in particular has a guide for you to actually achieve these three steps that is linked up in the show notes. So listen in to the great Gina Gomez. One of the things I found most interesting during this time is how people are reacting and responding. For a lot of us, we are seeing where we've done well in how we've set up our businesses and planned for change. And for others, it's become a very scary time with people wondering if they'll even have a business by the end of this year. Now, that doesn't mean that those who've done well won't experience difficulties or challenges during this time, but we will see how they manage through it and even bounce back when things eventually start to balance out. Now, throughout my career, I've been the go-to person for problem solving, and often those problems were crisis-related, not on the same scale as a worldwide pandemic, since we're all experiencing that for the first time together. But I have managed through more than one major economic crisis, 9-11, the LA riots in 1992, and other major events that had a significant impact on the viability of businesses. In my experience, I found there isn't a challenge that can't be overcome even when it doesn't feel that way. So in my own business, the first thing I did was reach out to clients. I wanted them to feel supported and reminded that they're not alone and that we're going to get through this together. It's an emotional time, but it's not a time for emotional decisions. If you start to think of some of the emotional decisions you've made in your past, like that bad haircut or calling the ex you knew you had no business calling or whatever bad decision you're thinking about right now, you'll start to see it's probably not the way you want to go. Now, I see people going mostly in one direction or another. They either think they need to work harder to meet the goals they set for 2020, and they're feeling overwhelmed and concerned about meeting those goals, while others have considered wiping the slate clean for 2020 and starting fresh in January. So here's an idea. Readjust and reset your expectations by adjusting and revising your goals. If you have the proper tools in place to help you review your goals and readjust where needed, you can work towards what's realistic instead of constantly feeling like you're running to catch up to something that may no longer be reasonable. So think about which approach is going to get you better results and it'll probably make the decision pretty clear. It's also important to know what's going on in your business. The more you know, the more control you have over the direction and the better chance you have of consistently meeting and ideally exceeding your goals. Also, stuff happens. So just like everyone else in life, we have unexpected situations that come up. 
for example, a worldwide crisis that has a negative impact on the economy, immediately threatening a business, an industry, and the economy. So it's up to us to decide if we want to take control of the situation and make new decisions to help manage the business, or if we'll let the crisis control us and our destiny. And for the record, the second option should make your stomach turn, because it certainly does mine. Having things like a current SWOT analysis, if you're not familiar with what that is, it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, sales forecasting and actuals, and documented business goals in place will help you see what's real and help you make the decisions that are best for your business. If you already have them in place, make sure the information reflects the current situation as you may need to make adjustments since you implemented them back in January. Now, if you're thinking, I have my goals and right now they don't apply because of things that are going on, regardless of what those things are, I understand. But listen up. This is not when you throw in the towel and say, I'll start fresh next year. This is when you step into that leadership role that you accepted early on and you reassess and revise your goals. Same with sales forecasting. You can pivot, pause, and even panic. But if you want to keep your business moving forward, this is the stuff that will help you navigate through change, crisis, and anything else that may pop up along the way. Also, that's what your clients want too. Sustainability. They don't want to have to look for someone else. They chose you. They want you. So there you have it. I know it's a lot to take on and absorb, especially if this is a new process for you. But here's what I want you to keep in mind. It's when you don't know what's going on in your business or you don't get these things in place that you're at real risk, outside influences or not. Getting these pieces in place and keeping them current is what allows you to be proactive, stay on top of what's happening in your business, and make all those things on your vision board come to life. If you've got dreams, don't chase them. Be strategic and do what it takes to bring them to life. You can do this. You're an entrepreneur. Thank you so much, Gina. And next up, we have our friend, Amy Porterfield, who is the host of the top podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy. So Amy shared with us three things to be considering if you're considering pivoting in this moment. And P.S., we all need to be pivoting slightly Mm -hmm. in our businesses because she mentioned what you don't want to be doing because you'll end up appearing tone deaf. And she also answered the question, Should I even be selling right now? Yeah. Enjoy the episode with Amy. (laughs) What? I was just looking to you to see if you wanted to say anything else about Amy. No, I think that you basically, the the main, you'll hear what her (laughs) part's about. Like, I don't. Listen, and you'll hear what she has to say. (laughs) Listen up, folks. Take it away, Amy. Um, Enjoy. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here from the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I wanted to share some insights that I've learned along the way as I've been navigating through the pandemic. And so with that, I teach entrepreneurs how to build businesses online, specifically how to create digital courses based on your expertise. And so my students are in many different niches helping people. So from meditation to nutrition, to baking, to helping couples stay in a marriage, to helping babies sleep. I mean, it really runs the gamut. So one thing that I've been doing inside of my business and with my students is focusing on the pivot. And when I say the pivot, what I mean is looking at your business and asking yourself, do I need to pivot my message? Do I need to pivot my offer? And do I need to pivot my pricing? So when I look at message, offer, and pricing, message for sure. I think we all need to pivot our message, whether it be for the free stuff we're putting out there or for the paid stuff. Right now, I don't think any emails or communication should go out without at least checking in with your audience and meeting them where they're at and really addressing what people are thinking and feeling and worried about right now. It's tone deaf to go on as business as usual. Now, that doesn't mean you need to throw away everything that you've created for this season, but instead pivot the messaging so that you address what's going on and you align with your audience and the offer you already wanted to put out there. 
So with that, let's talk about the offer. Pivoting the offer means that let's say you had something of free or of paid value that you wanted to get out to your audience. What might you need to change in that offer to meet people where they're at? So for example, I went out and launched my paid membership right when everybody was actually sent home and the quarantine started to happen. I decided to launch because I wanted my team to know that we were not going to hit the pause button on our business. And I wanted to move forward and continue our momentum, even if we didn't hit our goals. But with that, the offer I put out needed to have a pivot. So I added some extra Facebook lives where I show up in a special group every morning at 8 a.m. to be of support to my students who are building businesses and not sure how to navigate through these crazy times. So I answer questions and I share my own experiences and I'm there for them for a full 30 days. That's something I added to the offer because I knew that I needed to make a pivot. So the messaging is important, meet people where they're at. The offer is important to pivot, change things up if needed, and pricing. Let's talk about pricing. I do not believe that you should give all your stuff away for free because we are in a pandemic. Of course, you can create new free stuff to meet people where they're at. But at the end of the day, you still need to make money in your business. Your content, your paid programs and offers and coaching are still as valuable as they were weeks ago before this even started. And I don't believe it's good for your business or for your team or for the economy to deeply discount or give your paid stuff away for free. That is not going to help anybody in the long run. So of course, create free, great value and lead with compassion. But when it comes to selling, maybe look at doing a small discount or offering a different kind of payment plan for your paid courses and memberships and products that you're offering online. And I really do believe that if you continue to sell As long as you're offering immense value and pivoting your message and possibly pivoting your offer to meet people where they're at, but continuing to sell, you will stay in integrity with yourself. You will remember that you have value and you are building a business. This is not a hobby. And also you are truly helping the economy if you look at this big picture. There's other ways to offer support and offer guidance without giving your stuff away for free or deeply discounting it. It's something I really believe in strongly and I really appreciate getting the opportunity to talk about that here. And I'm going to leave you with one thought. My friend Dave Hollis, he said something that I thought was so profound. He said, in the rush to return to normal, use this time to consider which parts of normal are worth rushing back to. So I'm making a big kind of shift here in the conversation, but I want to leave you with this idea that we all want to get back to normal. Like this is crazy and scary and holy cow, what is going on right now? And we talk about like getting back to normal, but there's some things that we don't necessarily need to rush to get back to, whether that means you don't want to get back to your crazy travel schedule, or maybe that means that you've been sent home to work from home and you realized, I don't want to go back to a job. I want to create my own thing. My new normal is going to be the business I've wanted to create forever. Or maybe it just means something totally different to you, not related to business, but your new normal in your personal life is going to look a whole lot different than it did just a few weeks ago. And you're embracing that. We don't have to go back to exactly how it was. And I think that is a silver lining. Just something to think about. All right, guys, thanks so much for the opportunity to chat with you here. Keep yourself safe and healthy. I'm sending all my love. Take care. We're amazing at this. We're really good. Um, thank you so much, Amy. Ms. Amy Porterfield. Oh, she Amy. has such a good I love um, Amy's podcast radio. voice. Oh, so he good. Has, for those who listen to her show, you know, she really talks like that. Like if you're talking on the phone, she also talks like that. It's really her yes. voice. It's amazing. In person. Yes, same thing. Next, we have our friend James Wedmore, who is the host of the Mind Your Business podcast. And he 
really kind of runs the gamut here from a spiritual message and sort of the the moment that we are all being called into right now and also talks about how to really have a healthy relationship with money in this moment and our biggest opportunity right now. So that's our friend James. I really love his message. I think you're going to love it too. It's true. It's good. Enjoy. Hi there. My name is James Wedmore. I'm the host of the Mind Your Business podcast and founder of the Business Growth Program for Digital CEOs, Business by Design. And this year, 2020, I'm going into 14 years of running an online business. And in internet years, that's a lot like dog years, isn't it? Things seem to move at the speed of light online. And so a year of running an online business tends to feel like three, four, or seven. So needless to say, I've been in this game a long time and I've seen a lot of changes and shifts and trends and all that type of stuff. And you're probably listening to this episode with Kate because you'd like to know as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, what are the best moves that you can be making in this time? And even more importantly, what's the right way to be thinking? What is the right way to be looking at this? And so I want to offer my perspective and the perspective that I've been sharing, not just with my team, but with my clients, my students, my customers, and really anyone who cares to listen. So the first thing is that we are, we are in a very unprecedented time. I actually choose to look at this as a very exciting opportunity. Yes, it's tragic. A lot of the things that are happening, right? We have people that are dying from the virus. And we had as of last week, was it 3.6, 3. something million people filing for unemployment. At the same time, we have the stimulus package that will allow a lot of small business owners to carry on without feeling much of a hiccup. And so there's a lot of good in that. However, let's just pull back for a moment. And I think that's the theme here is that this time, this environment that's been created is giving us all the opportunity to just pause to take a step back. And what we have in this environment is first something that has happened that is outside of your control. You can't control the fact that a governor or a president or you know a city elected official is telling you, you can't you know, do this or you have to stay indoors or you can't shop here. I mean, in my hometown of Laguna Beach, the beaches are closed. You can't even go to the beach right now, let alone surf. People are getting arrested for going surfing. Right. These are all things that are happening outside of your control. And the first thing is that it allows you to realize that there's actually a lot more things in your life that are outside of your control, that control itself is an illusion. However, at the same time, we've had things like this happen, not necessarily at the unprecedented level that we have now, but at the same time, for most of us, because we have to stay indoors, we have to stay in our home. It's forcing us to pause. It's forcing us to stop. And for so many of us, working and staying busy is like a hypnotic trance, or it puts us into a hypnotic trance where we stay distracted. You can ignore a lot of issues in your life if you just stay busy. And for so many of us, we're forced to pause and look at it. What a gift. What a gift in your life because collectively we are waking up. We are in a period of a massive upgrade. You are being upgraded right now in so many ways. So you might notice, number one, that your priorities are changing. Maybe you felt a call to step up on a bigger level. Maybe you've felt the pull to do something that you've been putting off. For me, it's spending a lot of time in nature. I'm out here in Sedona, Arizona right now where we have one of our investment properties. Or maybe to meditate more, to journal more, to finally start writing that book or to show up for your audience or start creating that audience. And I want to encourage you that now more than any other time, the, the lights are all green for go to do that. And you're seeing so many people step up. People have been asleep and they're waking up, waking up to their purpose, waking up to their priorities, your values, what's important to you. And that's so exciting. At the same time, what's happening is you might be going through what some would call an emotional roller coaster, fear, anxiety, anger, stress, all these emotions. And they might feel more intensified now than ever before. Yeah, that's good. What this situation is doing for all of us is a massive opportunity for collective healing. In other words, these things that are coming up for you and they're coming up bigger for you than ever before. These are things that have always been there. 
And now, because of the nature of this situation, they are coming to the surface so that you can heal them, so you can transmute them. They were not serving you. And in the new paradigm that we're moving, the new normal, the new future that we're moving towards, they will absolutely not serve you in the slightest. And now is the time to work through that. Now is the time for massive inward reflection and insight for awakening your intuition, for beginning to live, not just understand the ideas and concepts. Oh, I've heard this before. Oh, I know this. But to begin living your life and embodying the principles of living from the inside out. That will be required in the new normal. And now is the time to work through any of those blocks, those old beliefs and stories that are no longer serving you. And the way to heal that is through the upsets, through the triggers, through the emotional stuff that's coming to the surface. You want to go through this period, you know, because you have a choice. You can resist it. You can try to hold on to the old, you know, what you used to like, what you used to do, what you want. You know, you can continue to say, I just wanted to get back to normal. The truth is it's never going to go back to normal. We are evolving to a new normal. And so the choice I would encourage you to take is to just throw your hands up, surrender to this process, let go of the illusion of control, the illusion of certainty, because all time is uncertain. We've just lost the veil, the illusion of certainty right now in these times. And just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Now, In terms of specific business strategies, number one, as a business owner growing your business, part of that becomes so much about having a healthy relationship with money. And if you're feeling worried about money, I'm just going to say one little quick thing about this and move on. If you're worried about money right now, if you're worried about the future of monetary results and attracting sales and customers in your business, then you have still been asleep to the true source of where money comes from. If I asked you right now, where does money come from? Most people would say, it comes from my clients. It comes from my customers. It comes from my boss. It comes from the government. It comes from the Fed. It comes from, you know, Santa Claus. And the truth is, those are all, you know, 3D illusions of where money actually comes from. All money, all source of abundance, all the things that you receive in your life comes from source or whatever you choose to call it, God, universe, source, higher power, etc. That is always has been and always will be your true source. And in a time like this, source, which is infinite in abundance, that's what abundance is, it's infinite, doesn't just all of a sudden start getting all stingy and cheap just because a bunch of people are stuck inside quarantined. What's happening instead is you have collectively a mass group of people that have pinched themselves off from source because they've moved their attention and their frequency into a place of more fear. And as a result, they they turn away from that source. They pinch off that source and don't allow money to flow to them. And now more than ever, it is so important minute by minute, hour by hour and day by day that you practice the discipline of being mindful of where you place your attention. When you're getting into fear, this is the time to work through that fear, to transmute that fear and move your attention back to where you're going, the positive outcomes in the new future that you're creating so that you can stay aligned and connected to source so that more will flow through to you. Because what's gonna happen is anyone that stays in their fear, they stay in their worrying anxiety is gonna get crushed by the weight of it in the upcoming times. And it's those that stay aligned and connected that will flourish. This will be the time where millionaires and billionaires and successful companies and, you know, innovative products will be created is right now, but only from those people that are connected. And then the last thing I'm going to say strategically, I'm just going to throw it out there right now, more than any opportunity I've ever seen in 14 years is the biggest opportunity to be focusing on audience growth. If you are not focusing on building an audience, reaching new people, shouting your message louder from a higher rooftop than ever before, that's the thing I want you to focus on. That's what I want you to do because people are at home, they're listening, their needs are changing, they're looking to learn, they're looking to grow, they're looking to solve problems, they're looking to consume, and they're looking to people like you. Your audience will flourish, it will explode at a more accelerated rate right now than ever before. And little side note, Facebook ad prices are cheaper 
than they've like ever been for like years. This is an unprecedented opportunity. I'm so excited. I know it's uncertain. I know it's scary. Keep your mind, keep your attention on where you want to go. What's the future you want to create? That future that you want to get created starts now from the inside out. All right. Thanks. All right. Well, this is the last one. So let's go out with gusto. Okay. Oh, that's a good word. I haven't heard. Oh, look look at at me busting out the word. You know what word I used twice today? Machinations. And that really came out of nowhere. What is that? You know, I'm not good at defining words. I'm just good at using them. But um, <laughs> it has to do with sort of like the like I think of it about it as like chewing in the brain. That is not at Oh, yeah. Machination. Yeah. The act of scheming or oh, no, plotting. I spelled it wrong, but the duck, duck, doe corrected. Um, it. The act of scheming or plotting a crafty scheme or cunning design for the accomplishment of a sinister end. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. I didn't know it sort of had a a shadowy connotation. Okay, we are totally off track. So finally, to bring on home this episode, we have Mike and my entrepreneurial soul coach and friend, Ra Goddess. She is the founder and CEO of Move the Crowd, and she is behind the scenes with hundreds of breakthrough changemakers, cultural visionaries, and social entrepreneurs from New York Times bestselling authors to multi- million dollar social enterprises she is also the author of the calling and her episode on our podcast here was one of the favorites from 2019 so Ra really went there to bring us home with a message that is deep and profound and for me i feel very calmed by her voice at all times Mm -hmm. but particularly right now so Ra is inviting us into the opportunity of the sacred pause and she is giving us four vital practices to consider in this moment and I think you're going to really love what she has to say yeah she also has a great blog post on her website movethecrowd.me that she wrote about the sacred pause as well she's going to kind of vocalize that right now and what you're about to hear and then also I would listen to this is my biggest challenge during this time honestly is what she expresses in what she's sharing about what is all of our biggest challenges and James talked about it as well in his sharing Amy touched on it slightly Amy touched on it slightly but Ra will definitely she clears it up for everyone in case you're wondering what that is bringing it home like she always does yeah she sent us a video everybody else sent us an audio and so her video is sitting i'm going to tell her she should just publish it like publicly on whatever platform she wants to but it's her with her eyes closed getting a download for her entire segment and it was pretty it just like very calming Mm -hmm. yeah enjoy hey hey kate mike This is Ra. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to your beloved community in the midst of these times. So what I want them to know and what I want you all to know is that we are in the midst of what I like to call a sacred pause. And in the context of this moment, we are all being invited to observe ourselves in relationship to our core energy and the degree to which we actually are able to stop and be still. Every facet of our society is addicted to this hustle and bustle. And the deeper recesses of our mind, our hearts, and our spirits very rarely get the attention that they need because we are so externally focused on the demands of the day-to-day and the moment-to-moment. So the first thing that we all want to do is just notice how challenged we may be around stopping and being still. The invitation to be still is rooted in a desire to have you come home to yourself. You know, 2020 is a year of foundation. It is a four year in the context of numerology. 
and foundation is all about home. It's all about the ground upon which we build any aspiration, any endeavor, any vision. And so this mandate to go home or to come home has everything to do with the opportunity to consider what is required to get our house in order, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially. What are we being asked, every single one of us, to tend to as we consider this opportunity to slow down? The stillness invites that new level of listening. That new level of listening invites the transmission of new information. It invites us to look at the things perhaps that we've not been able to look at before, to see the things perhaps we've not been able to see before, and to align our commitment and our energy with the things perhaps that we've not been able to do before. We are being invited into a new way of operating and a new way of being that is far more grounded than how we entered into this time and into this year, this dawn of this new decade. And so the frenetic energy is being invited to still and quiet. We are being invited to tend to those parts of ourselves and our environment that perhaps have typically been neglected in the hustle and the bustle. And we're also being invited into consider where our energy wants to realign and reset within the context of our truth, whether that's in our relationships or in the aspect of the work that we're engaging in, or even in the physical places where we find ourselves or the places that we've called home. We are invited to look at all of these things and to consider what truly is important and where can we listen on a whole new level to the guidance that is being offered right now. Every single one of us has a message to receive in this time. And so the requesting of what is the gift of this time for me, what is the communication that is being offered to me personally, specifically in this time? What is the opportunity that I am being encouraged to examine or entertain in the context of this time? And in what way does it strengthen and shore up my foundation and provide a much more grounded, aligned set of building blocks for whatever it is that I aspire to achieve. In this time of sacred pause, I'm inviting all of the beloveds who are listening as well as our extended community here in the crowd into three vital practices. The first is to pay attention to our sources of information. Where is it that we receive what we receive? And to what degree does it inform us? And to what degree is it perhaps wrapped in some form of sensationalism? Our opportunity to be very disciplined about where we consume our content right now is incredibly important. To be informed is necessary, but to be lulled into or sucked into panic and melodrama and sensationalism does not serve us on any level. And this is a discipline that we will cultivate through these times, but we will use going forward. It is a good skill to learn, a great way to strengthen our barometer and our sensibilities about what is aligned and ripe for us and what is not, what is helpful and useful and what is not. The second practice that we're being invited into is to keep our energy high. In other words, to stay in high vibration, to stay 
in a positive space mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. To ask ourselves, what is it that we want to be co-creating with right now in our thoughts, in our speaking, in our feelings, and in our actions? And to ensure that whatever we are co-creating with is something that we want to be co-creating with. In other words, it underscores and enlivens and empowers the best that we are. And it empowers the highest vision for what it is that we want to see in the world. And that we are mindful that through our thoughts, through our deeds, through our feelings, through our actions, that we are creating whatever the reality is that we're experiencing. And to own our power and to own our ability to co-create with what we want versus with what we want to avoid. The third and final practice is to strengthen our capacity, our ability to be able to sit in deep uncertainty and to cultivate faith and trust in that which we cannot see, in that which we cannot control, in that which we do not own. To know that something bigger is operating on our behalf and to believe that all is well, that there is enough, and that we indeed are worthy, and that the highest and best, whatever that is for us, will be waiting on the other side. And in fact, is already arrived and operating on our behalf. Our ability to cultivate this capacity to dance in the uncertain, and to lean in and surrender to what we can't control gives us access to heal our nervous systems, to transform any of those aspects of fear and doubt and scarcity that have baked itself into the DNA of our operating systems. So all of us are being invited into this new upgrade where peace and serenity and tranquility are actually available to us when we learn how to let go. Those are the practices that I want to invite you all into in this sacred pause time. Finally, I want to offer humbly a word about money because I know it is on everyone's mind. Stay open and expansive in your relationship to your financial resources. Keep your energy and your focus and your attention on what is expansive and beautiful and glorious and joyful in your world right now. This enables your energy to stay in a receptive state, which will invite the opportunities, the ideas, and the possibilities to arrive in your consciousness. Do not obsess over your bank accounts or what is in your wallet right now. Do not obsess over what you think is missing or lacking. Do not obsess or be deeply diswrought about the loss of a job or a position. And I know that this is a very bold thing to say, but the more that you can stay open and expansive and willing and welcoming and receptive to the opportunities that you cannot see, the more that those greater opportunities and possibilities and ideas and innovations can find you. And the more that you will be then guided inside of those new possibilities towards how to best care for yourself in this time. There is more than enough. And it is our opportunity to discover what really sources us which is not the individual externally focused things 
that we often cling to. There is a much bigger source operating for every single one of us. Another question that I know comes up is, should I be selling in these times? Should I be moving about as if business were usual? And again, I invite you to surrender and feel into what is ripe for you right now. When is it time to give? And when is it time to receive? And to stay in an open and abundant place around both aspects of the law of reciprocity. In other words, you are giving from a place of full abundant generosity, not out of a manipulation to gain something in return. And you are receiving out of a belief that what you are offering is ripe and right and aligned right now. And that your opportunity to be rewarded, to be compensated through the love that you share is fully aligned in this moment. These are the questions you want to be asking anytime you're making decisions about how you're operating in your business right now. When is it ripe to give? When is it right to receive? When is it ripe to engage in the mutual loving exchange of an abundant universe? If you are operating from fear or anxiety, it is time to be still and to do the necessary healing work that invites you into a more open and expansive place and to come from that place and from that space with full, unbridled trust. This would be your fourth practice, building on the three that I mentioned earlier. I know that this is a challenging time, but we are all so powerful and so capable and so resourceful and so creative. We get to discover and experience those aspects of ourselves right now as we invite in the calm serenity that is necessary to heal those parts of ourselves, not just through this unique experience, but as a baseline for how we want to live, move, and have our being from this moment forward. I love you all. I deeply, deeply appreciate all of who you are and all of what you are tending to in these times. Move with love and compassion. Stay devoted to the practices. And all truly will arrive in its highest and best for you and all of your concerns. I love you. This is your girl, Ra. Peace. So there you have it. In the words of Amy Porterfield, that's how she always ends her episodes. <laughs> um, thank you so much to Patrice and Rachel and Gina and Amy and James and Ra. We so appreciate the wisdom of these beautiful business owners. You can tell they all have super different styles. They all have super different wisdom in this time. And I think that what's important about that is to know there is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all model for us in this moment or ever. There's also no such thing as the truth, right? There's just our truth. Mm -hmm. And I think the invitation here is to get in touch with our truth. So think back over the different speakers you heard, the different experts. Think back over what resonated with you, whose message really stuck out as like, yeah, that is resonating on a deep level and follow that because there's a big spectrum here, big spectrum of opportunity, spectrum of action steps, spectrum of questions to be asking yourself. And we're not asking you to do all of that, obviously, because we're about doing less. We are asking you to tune in with yourself and go in the direction of what makes sense for you out of this beautiful buffet that we have presented today. And of course, as you recall, you can link up with all of these people. Definitely follow them on social, go to their websites, check out their stuff, listen to their podcasts, and all of that is in the show notes at katenorthup.com 
forward slash podcast. What else would you like to say, honey? I think you've covered everything. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Just wish everybody great, like as relaxing as it can be during this time and stillness to what and then creativity for what doors will be opening, you're opening for yourself during Mm -hmm. this and what's going to come into your world by putting into the actions that everybody talked about in this episode today. I love that. And if you're new here to the Kate and Mike show, go ahead and subscribe. We've got great things coming for you in the coming weeks. Some pretty exciting guests, some pretty exciting shows with just the two of us from our basement. And we welcome you here. We're psyched you're here. And if you've been here for a while, of course, you know, we love you. Thanks for being part of the pod squad. Talk to you next week. What if you could get more done in less time, but more importantly, feel more calm, peaceful, and at ease? You can, and my book, Do Less, is out in a newly revised paperback format with 14 experiments to implement right away. You can get it over at katenorthrup.com forward slash book, along with some incredible bonuses, including a masterclass on manifesting with New York Times bestseller, Dr. Shafali Sabari and me. So head over to katenorthrup.com forward slash book, get your copy of Do Less and your incredible bonuses now.